is the second of April, twenty twenty one. It's a Friday. In fact, it is Good Friday, and it's pouring with rain outside as I record this podcast. It's about six p.m. in the evening. Now you know that if you read in the book of Luke around chapter twenty-two, you'll be able to read the whole account of what happened to Jesus Christ and his disciples two thousand years ago across the span of time that was Thursday, Friday, and finally Easter Sunday. I'm not talking about whether you celebrate Easter or not. That's not important to me. I'm talking about the true account of the happenings that took place in the book of Luke in the Bible of the last days of our Christ Jesus when He was on Earth. I think whether you call it Easter, it has been terribly commercialized in today's world that no one, very few people, have heard about the true story of Jesus' love for us to the extent that He would die on the cross for us. Yes, even for non-Christians, even while we are yet sinners and unknowing of Him. Now I want to share something with you. Of all the accounts in the Bible, the most difficult for me to read are the chapters that were detailed in Luke twenty-two. I do not like to read about the death and the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. I do not like to see the figurines that are depicted of Him. Of his skinny, broken body hung on the cross, and I'll tell you why I do not like to see this imagery, because I feel like it's simply not true anymore. Yes, two thousand years ago, something happened, something so earth-shaking and so stupendous happened, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, willingly offered Himself as a sacrificial lamb when He was a perfect man with no sin, in order to make restitutions for the sins that you and I, that the human race have committed. So He willingly allowed Himself to be led to the sacrifice. To take the place for our sins, so that we may escape the punishment that is due to us. I'll ask you one question today: Where is Jesus now? If you would take your hand and point, point to me. Where is Jesus now? Yes, you are right. Jesus is no longer hanging on the cross. He once hung on the cross, and he died on the cross willingly in place of us. But because of his obedience to God the Father in heaven, he has been resurrected and risen from the dead, so that the cross, which should be Satan's plan to crucify him, and the place of Satan's plan defeat for Jesus, became the place of redemption, the symbol and the emblem of the great redemption. That Jesus and God has overturned Satan's plan. So what the devil meant for evil, God has turned it, overturned it for good. For the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross and His death, He paid the ultimate price for our punishment of our sins. So that being the pure Lamb with no sin. He was able to purchase redemption for us. 
so that if we believe in Him, we are able to appropriate His salvation and escape death by His sacrifice. I do not like the world to gaze upon my Jesus in that way, to gossip about Him or mock Him. During those times, I like to draw the veil and shroud Him and protect Him the best that I can. For me, the cross is empty. The cross is empty because after his death, that did not end the story. In fact, the death of Jesus was only the beginning of a great salvation plan that God has devised for us. God resurrected Jesus, and Jesus is back at the right hand of God right now, sitting on his throne in heaven, watching over us. Deeply concerned with all the things that we do on earth, because he has loved us so much that he came down before to die for us, and he is still concerned for us. The way that I want to remember Jesus is the way of his sacrifice and the way of the future. The future when he, being the God of heaven, he will return onto earth with all glory and in all splendor. Even now, the position that he is in, having his rightful place as the Son of God, having heaven and earth under his feet, and the angels at his command, these are the truths that I want to think about. This is so important to me, the way that we remember Jesus, not as a weakling, but as a victor, and as the ultimate God, full of strength, full of love, full of power. Now I ask you, do you think that Jesus is a loser or a winner? You know the answer in your heart. He is a winner, a victor. He is God. No one can defeat God. Now I ask you, if you follow Jesus, are you a loser or are you a winner? You know the answer as well as me. Because we follow our God, we are winners like Him. We are destined and will be permanently winners like him. Now you must understand that your destiny as a winner doesn't mean that right now automatically you win without doing anything. What it means is that your future is assured. In the future, you definitely can appropriate the victory of Jesus. But you will not get the victory if you are lazy and you just sit back and twiddle your thumbs and wait for the victory to fall upon you. That's not how victory works. The things that Christ has paid such a high price to win for us, the victory of His that He gives to us, we must carry it through and carry it out by fighting spiritual warfare, resisting the devil, and living a holy life by saying no to the world if they do wrong. And instead of being led by the world, we must take a stand for Jesus. The world doesn't know Jesus. That's why they cannot appreciate Him. But you who know the truth of Jesus, are you going to keep quiet and keep this secret to yourself? All the love that God poured out on you, all the provisions and all the plans that He has made for you in order for you to be successful. 
You must believe that you can be successful if you would put your mind to it and fight the spiritual warfare for God. You must understand that our fight is never against humans because God loves humans. When the Bible talks about spiritual warfare, it's always against the kingdom of darkness, which is ruled by Satan. Do you think that the victory that Jesus won for us can only be enjoyed after life, after we die? That is not true. That is a lie. We are able to assess the provisions and resources that Jesus has provided for us now here on earth through fighting the good fight and running the good race, and we will have even greater glory and rewards in heaven. Look at the life of Jesus while he was on earth. He is God, but did he escape any of the sufferings? No, he did not shun sufferings, but he went through them like you and I, even more than us. Do you think that you and I will be able to escape any suffering, if even God suffered while on earth? No. But he is telling you that while you suffer, you will be able to overcome your difficulties and have victory over your problems. We must do as Jesus do, not to be afraid of problems, but look them with the lens of God and overcome them with the power and the relying on the strength of God. But how am I going to do that? You want to ask me, how can I overcome my problems? And live a victorious life in Christ. I will give you a clue. God left a book of instructions for us, didn't He? The book is the Bible, the Word of God that is alive, full of the Spirit and the power. Everything that you want to know, as the solutions to your problems, is found in the book, the Word of God, the Bible. And in addition, God has also given us a teacher. A spirit teacher, the Holy Spirit, so that when you read the book, if there's anything that you do not understand, you ask the Holy Spirit, your teacher, and you tell me it's too hard. I don't understand. I tried, but I don't understand. I tell you, the kingdom of God is like what is written in the Bible. A man, when he first found out about God and this great pearl. He was so excited that he kept researching and digging up his whole field just to find the pearl, the wisdom of God, just to find God. The wisdom of God is not cheap grace; it is not paraded. Some words of God are plain, and some secrets are hidden. They are hidden so that they can be rewarded to those who earnestly seek them in God's word and through the Holy Spirit. So I know that if you have the desire to know God, and you have the great desire to find the solutions to your problems through God, and you search hard enough for them, search the whole Bible through for them, ask God for them, you will find your answer. God will answer you, and God will respond to you. I know that there are many here that God will touch your heart as you listen to this podcast. I want to bless you in your walk with God, in your search to find God. 
and I want to release to you the blessings that you may find what you're looking for, the pearl of great price.